Yo, 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 what's up? This your boy, Dizzy D. Spill. You are tuning into the notion. I got to start out by appreciating all of our listeners, all of our loyal listeners, man. Um, it has been dope so far. Um, I think we are officially at... Say about 53 episodes. I think this is the 53rd episode, man. And um it's it's definitely great. I got some solid information for you guys. Solid topic. We're gonna talk about eventually we'll get into it a little bit of hypocrisy, but I wanted to update you guys and inform you guys on some things that have been going on. Poe and uh Jelani have been out They've been doing some things that they working on So you're just gonna get a little bit of me right now I'm not gonna stall y'all out We're gonna get right into it man I hope everybody's been having a uh, A solid week Getting ready for the summer I know certain states Have been open I know certain states are starting to open back up And certain cities are starting to open back up So hopefully uh, Things will start to get a little bit better it's been a it's been a rough process. Anyways, with some of the latest news, oh man, it's been crazy. Kwame Brown and Matt Barnes, I believe Stephen Jackson, and I think now Charlemagne the God has gotten involved. I don't really know too much what happened with Charlemagne the God, so you guys are gonna have to give me some information about that. Or I'm gonna have to do a little bit of research, but apparently on um Matt Barnes' show, All the Smoke, Kwame Brown was brought up. Everybody, uh, for those that don't know, he was a number one draft pick. He played for the Wizards uh, when Jordan was there towards the end of Jordan's uh, NBA career. Um, And uh, he was supposed to be the man. He was supposed to be the truth. He's supposed to be a big deal. And um, what ended up happening um was he um didn't end up being that he didn't end up uh coming through and uh delivering on what everybody thought uh he was going to be and so after some time fast forward to present day uh he decided to be well he didn't decide to be but he became the topic of conversation on Matt Barnes's show um, for you guys that don't know, Matt Barnes is a former NBA player as well as Stephen Jackson. I believe Gilbert, uh, Gilbert Arenas was on that show as well. So they were asking Gilbert Arenas some questions um, about his time uh, playing with Kwame Brown. And they they kind of went in on the brother. Uh, <laughs> it, it was it was a cold game. Um, a lot of information was uh, getting thrown out about, you know, stories about Jordan making them cry and stuff like that. I don't think that was actually, I don't know if that was, uh, that was said. I read more articles more than watched the footage. I kind of got the back and forth footage more than anything, but I more so read the articles. The thing that is interesting to me is apparently Kwame Brown wasn't bothering anybody. Okay. Uh, he <laughs> he just it ends up being the topic of conversation in sports as far as being the person that was supposed to be the man and drop the baton. 
it 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 could be a cold game. Sports is very very rough on 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 athletes if you don't deliver what is promised to the people, even if you're the person that's not making all the promises. If LeBron James didn't end up being the athlete that was expected, he probably would be getting the same type of treatment. And LeBron James still does. He's not safe from criticism. I critiqued LeBron James a lot, uh, being a Laker fan my whole life and being a diehard Kobe fan. I always put asterisks next to things that he's done just out of being biased. I'm I'm not going to front. Even though he wears a Laker jersey, I was always, and it wasn't, and and the, the sad thing about it, it wasn't really about LeBron James himself. It was more about the fans. I always had something against LeBron James fans. LeBron James is an extraordinary player, but I'm just using him as an example as somebody that if he didn't, become the player he is today or the player that he was becoming his first couple seasons, he would be brought up in the same way or talked about in the same way as Kwame Brown. The interesting thing about Kwame Brown is he played in the NBA 13 seasons. There's a lot of players that didn't get that opportunity. There's, uh, I mean, you look at Isaiah Thomas, who's been struggling, you know, to stay on a team and who's, I think is an extraordinary player. Um, he started a half of his 625 career games. He averaged 22 minutes during the regular season. He was only traded, I think, to three teams, and he grossed more than $63 million in career earnings. That is a lot uh, to then accomplish for an NBA player amongst a lot of kids who inspire to be NBA players and guys that actually make it to the NBA but don't stay in the NBA. Um, I believe, uh, yeah, he, um, from what I have in my notes, he's from the same, uh, city community that, uh, Ahmaud Arbery was from the brother that was killed, uh, last year, uh, by police. He, uh, came up through poverty, homelessness, you know, he overcame that, you know, was one of the kids that you know, had to go through the free lunch program and things of that sort. So he's really a success story if you think about it, but he's the the butt of the jokes in, in the NBA as far as in what he should have been or what people thought he should have been. One of the things that I found funny in a couple of the clips that I've seen uh, from Kwame Brown's response uh, to uh, the critics out there that's, you know, been messing with them <laughs> is... Uh, he took some credit for Kobe's 81-point game. If he wasn't out there setting those screens up, it wouldn't have been possible. So shout out to Kwame. I don't know about all that. I don't know about disrespecting the GOAT's talent and work ethic. If you look at how Kobe uh, got down, if you look at how he's pretty much dropped the bag on every team in the NBA throughout his career, that just happened to be an 81-point night. I, I, I don't I don't know about that, Kwame. I think you... I think you're reaching a little bit, brother, but I wanted to bring up this information about him because, you know, when you look at the information that I I just read, that's actually pretty good. Uh, Seeing that there's people out there that, that aspire to be NFL athletes, NBA athletes, or just professional athletes, period. I would say 
minus the Hall of Fame and, and championship rings, you still you still live the dream and championship rings and, and Hall of Fame ain't everything to everybody. Some people want to get out and take care of themselves or take care of their family because they come from poverty. I bring this up because, you know, it's it's just another thing that we kind of do in in the culture, in the, in the black culture. And, I, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, and other news for those that don't know or don't follow Joe Budden has also uh, had a fallen out with uh, his podcast. So apparently he fired his two co-hosts, uh, Rari and, and Maul. They came out, they spoke out and gave their side of the story in details. I tried to listen to it. I, I haven't really listened to too many Joe Budden podcast episodes I'm not going to say I haven't listened to any. I've listened to probably two or three full episodes. They can be pretty lengthy. Uh, I'm really busy. I, I have a lot of stuff going on. Not a bad podcast. Not a bad podcast. Uh, I listened to an episode with the original host, and I've listened listened to an episode with his new host. Both both good uh, concepts, both good hosts with the alternates and with the originals I think uh, it's an unfortunate situation when a team can't work out I, I really do but I, I tried to listen to the point of view of, of Rari and, and Maul and not saying that they're boring or anything like that but when they sat down with just them two and they ex was explaining their side it did seem like there was some questionable things that w might have been going on with Joe Button, but I, I wasn't there I did fall asleep a little bit because it was lengthy. I kind of wish they just got straight to the point and made it, you know, sweet. But if this is years and years and years of, of of BS that they were dealing with, I can understand how it can be lengthy. There were some things that I was listening to when I was coherent. <laughs> and I, I did kind of question, well, why put yourself through that? Why go through that? Why ignore certain signs? That's something that, you know, human nature, we do, we ignore a lot of signs that tell us, hey, this isn't right for us, go the other way. So I, I wish I could have been there to ask certain questions like why I deal with that in the first place. But hey, you know, that's that's it for Joe Budden. But it, it's a real unfortunate situation because I feel like Joe Budden, his podcast and, and that that dynamic really, really sparked some things off and really made podcasting extremely popular i would say both of the joes joe budden and joe rogan definitely added some flavor some spice to to inspire a lot of people to start doing some podcasting so that's just a very unfortunate scenario hopefully things might work out it doesn't look like it's going to work out but hopefully things might work out and things will get a little bit better i the main topic i have is hypocrisy Black men versus black women versus black women versus black women versus black men versus black men. That sounds crazy as hell. I know. Basically, what I'm saying is black men versus black women. And then you have black men versus black men. And then you have black women versus black women. And you have this, this crazy not civil war going on with each other. And it's just the, the knot is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The reason why I brought these other news topics up is because they're all intertwined in a way, if you really, really think about it. 
one of my most recent podcast episodes where it was just me, Thoughts of Dizzy. So you can count this as Thoughts of Dizzy Volume 2, if you will, is that I talked about black men being the villain. Now, this is in the same universe as you know, the, his, the hypocrisy that we have going on. And what I'm trying to explain about the black men versus black women in, in, in our culture is, for starters, we got to understand something, folks. And I'll start all the way from the top of the news that I was delivering. The Kwame Brown situation can be laughable depending on how you look at it, Right. You know, he was supposed to be this this mega superstar. He was the number one draft pick. You know, Jordan really had all this faith in him. And I mean, damn, the GOAT, Michael Jordan has faith in this dude. How can anything go wrong? Well, damn, it did. <laughs> it, it went wrong, right? But the thing is that people got to understand is that this man has been out of the NBA for years and it's still a conversation I, I think it's a little weird to me. I think it's a little strange. Uh, I think it, it, I think it's a little tasteless as far as in topics. But like I said, I didn't watch everything. I did read articles. I'm trying to get more into reading articles because sometimes what you see on video isn't all the way accurate. You know, the way things are edited and the way the way that media is rolled out, it's it's not always done in good taste and it stirs stuff up. It's to get you pulled in. But from what I've been reading, Kwame Brown didn't throw the first stone, nor did it have to be a, con a consistent exchange and dissing each other. But I brought this scenario up because, you know, this is a situation where it's brothers, it's, it's black men getting on stage, performing for the rest of the world, throwing stones at each other, shitting on each other, dogging each other out. And from what from where I'm standing in my in my space and from what it looks like, all of these brothers are affluent. For y'all for you guys that don't know, that's wealthy. You guys have some money in your pocket. And you guys have every right with financial freedom to do whatever you want to do. It's just interesting to me that this is the route that you choose to go with all your freedom is to dog each other out. I, I don't, I don't understand that the, these guys are, you're somebody's role model. Believe it or not, there's somebody out there that I probably thought Kwame Brown got shortchanged or got, you know, maybe it was NBA politics. I don't know, but I still think he was a great player. I just, I, I don't understand why it still has to be a thing. All of you men have made it. I'm pretty sure Gilbert Arenas had adversities and still to this day has adversities. I know Matt Barnes, he's right here. He's from right here in Sacramento. He's had to deal with adversities. I actually met at Matt, Bur Matt Barnes once um, after, after getting haircut at the same shop. He does really seem like a, a cool brother. Uh, I, I think, but we all know that Kwame Brown has went through some things and it's just crazy that we they've went through their own personal adversity and then growing up and then going through things just as a man as african-american brown-skinned men and then 
you know, we, we ostracize each other. And then we're grown men who are raising kids and being fathers and teaching your kids right from wrong. We're, we're still throwing stones at each other. We're still dogging each other out. We're still, I, we, we got to do better is the point that I'm trying to make. And that's not the first time you've heard it. It, it probably sounds cliche. It probably sounds like, oh, here we go again. Another kumbaya civil rights conversation. It, it, it's just simple. If, if you want change, you got to be the change that you want to see. And that, that, that line that I just said has been said in so many different ways. But what we got to understand now that we have platforms is the fact that we have Instagram, the fact that we have Facebook, the fact that we have podcasts and YouTube. We have all of these different outlets. YouTube is literally a channel. It's like cable. You can subscribe to a channel and you can just watch that person's channel. We don't have too much longer where we can blame the media because now we can pick and choose what we want to consume. You have a physical diet and you have a mental diet. In your mental diet, you get to choose what you eat. So what I'm basically getting at as far as the men with the Kwame Brown situation is what are you really feeding yourselves? Going back and forth and dogging each other out. And I'm not really getting at the the Kwame, I'm not really talking to the Kwame Brown and the, the Matt Barnes and the Gilbert Arenas in this situation. I'm really using this situation as an example to everyone else. What are we really getting out of this? What are they, what was really winning? Who's making some serious bread off of this? Are you really making money off of this? Are you really making moves? The answer is no. But what I do know is in these other cultures, they're probably not even paying attention to this shit. Like real media, real news is not talking about this. They're not. And even if it was mentioned, let's just say CNN mentioned this shit. It was a mention. And then it went on to some real shit to talk about. It's stupid. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's meaningless. And it's unfortunate because like I said, all of these men have fought through some form of adversity and they made it. And now that you made it, it's still like, well, I'm going to take a dig over here and I'm going to do it. It's, it's, it doesn't really, nobody really wins in this situation at all. You know what I'm saying? So that's something to really think about something that we really got to work on from, from top to bottom, from bottom to top. Even in the affluent community, as you see, you know, I know they, there's a saying you can't take the you can take the person out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the person. It's not true. Read books, <laughs> create better habits. It'll go away. It's possible. It's all in a matter of what you really want for yourself. But I had to bring this up because after everything that was going on in 2020 with the pandemic and and all of the marching and all of the protesting, protesting, which a lot of that stuff has died down. I've really been peeping game on that. A lot of that stuff has died down. The notion IG page shared some information where millions of dollars have been donated from all of these companies 
yet no movement has been made. We haven't seen any progress. I'm not saying it's supposed to be overnight, but we haven't seen any progress really anywhere. I've been seeing commercials. That's it. Me personally, I don't know about y'all, so y'all could chime in and leave some comments about that. But all it is protesting. I mean, I even seen Steven Jackson up there, you know, really, really pushing a hard line about social issues and social and, 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 and police violence and all of these things. And then we go right back home and start shitting on each other. And I'm not talking to Steven Jackson specifically. I'm just saying this is what we do as a culture. Where are we winning at? And why would I want to why would I want to partner with you when I know that you you downplaying me or you downplaying the next person or whatever the case is like there's got to be a better way and there are better ways. I can't tell you all of those ways. I can give you my ideas, but you might not like them, but there's got to be a better way to get some to get some traffic going to to your program to get some conversations going. There's got to be a better way. And I'm not saying that you're that everybody has to be perfect. People are going to drop the ball. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to say things in the wrong context. I'm just saying now we have more platforms where we can control our media or we can respond and not react to things that are going on because everybody knows the media likes to amplify certain things. And I'm sorry, the darker your skin is, the more they like to amplify the situation. And y'all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go learn the history and read the history of what I'm talking about. But we got to we got to we got to do better on that. We have to. We really have to. Pouring back into the to the Joe Budden situation. Come on. (laughs) Same thing, man. What I hated about that is that it seemed like these were guys that are friends. And then what's going on with that is now shots want to get fired. Now we want to start talking about personal issues and and all, you know, what I used to do, what this person used to be and how it. And then academics got involved with that and exposing each other. And we have to stop that shit. Look, black people ain't the only people that beef with each other. Okay. Black people ain't the only people that kill each other. We know this. We know statistics like to put things out there to make it seem like black people are the only people that do wrong. It's just the way we do it and the way we allow the media to get our asses out of line to where it looks even worse. We got to work on that shit, man. It's just a way we can, there's a time and it's a place and it's a way we can do that shit. We see firsthand that black people ain't the only one that act ignorant and go crazy. We had a person in charge that was being ignorant and doing some nigga shit for four years. We understand black folks. We know firsthand it ain't just us. All right. But the only thing that I'm trying to say is we can do better. We have outlets. We have resources now. We can't keep making the excuses. We know the history, but now we have the resources to start writing new history. Not rewriting history because we need to know where we came from and we need to know how things happen, but we can start writing new history. You know what I'm saying? So we got to think about that. Black men versus black women. Now, 
when I did the black men are the villain episode, I got some some interesting feedback from some folks. And I, re- I want to start out by saying thank you for the feedback, whether you liked it, whether you didn't, whether you agreed, whether you disagreed, whether you subscribed. We at The Notion and me specifically, Dizzy, I really appreciate all of that because that started conversation. The conversation is the most important ingredient in, in anything because the conversation is how you start moving in a direction that could be of progress. No conversation, you're stagnant. No matter how much you want something to change, conversation has to start first. Conversation is is a main energy in communication. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. We, we, we definitely thank you and I thank you personally. But that that episode that conversation, I was very passionate and I, and I still feel the same way. It wasn't an attack on anyone specifically. It was more of debunking things and it was more of a reality check. But what I want people to understand, specifically black folks and, and really if you're a minority, but like I said, the conversation is black folks right now is Black men and black women, it, it really is. It's an ugly war right now. We're, we're, it's a financial war about who's making more, who's more educated, who's more of ain't shit. And don't, don't disrespect me. Feminism, colorism, all of these different things. And the funny thing about it that I don't think folks are paying attention to is how much of this shit is progressive. How much of it is progressive? We do so much bickering and arguing. And then in the most trying times, like during the times of protest, we say support black businesses. I did a video about support on my IG. I'm cha- I changed up my tune with asking for support because that's that's a whole different thing I can get into a little bit later. I, I prefer contributions and I'll tell you that later. But the interesting thing is, is when we support black, when we say support black businesses, what black men and black women have to understand is when you say that out loud, for starters, it's either going to be a black man or a black woman that owns that black business. So if you're downplaying the other side, if you're downplaying your counterpart and then saying support black businesses, well, that's kind of hypocritical, don't you think? If you're saying black men are this and black men are that or black women ain't shit or black women are this and black women are that. And then you you're talking about supporting black businesses. And the, the fish fry place up the street is owned by a black woman, but you hate black women or uh, the hair salon is up the street and you want to take your daughter to get her hair done. And it's owned by a black woman. It's the, what 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 do you where are you going with this, homie? Where are you going with this, sister? Like, for real. We, we really got to sit back and we got to think about the civil war between us and how we got to fix that shit because it's, it's really ugly. But the crazy thing about it all is that we are putting on a hell of a show for everybody else. Once again, we are the center of attention in entertainment. So not only... Are we the most dominant athletes and we are amazing actors and actresses 
and we are amazing musicians and artists, but now we just flat out know how to entertain with bullshit. It's, it's crazy because black people are the most, in my opinion, and from what history has taught me, we are the most innovative culture ever, right? But we are so innovative that we can create bullshit and beef out of nothing. The Kwame Brown situation. That came out of thin air. We have to do better, man. We we really, we really, really, really got to do better with this shit. So some of the conversations that, you know, bother me and that need some tweaking that needs some some conversations need to sit down dizzy can't just have a, a solo conversation we need black we need black men we need black women to sit down and we can hash out the problems all day long we can say we're tired of black men being colorist we're tired of toxic masculinity we're tired of all of this other shit and black men can sit down and say well we're tired of misandry we're tired of being labeled as thugs by our own women when the media already does a good job of that we're tired of you know all of these different elements and start having conversations with solutions solution-based conversations is where this needs to go that's what needs to happen we have to have the communication we have to have the conversation and it has to start there. And that's going to be the hardest part because we have to learn to talk to each other instead of at each other. A lot of cultures understand because they're, they're uh, how, how can I put this? Their culture wasn't completely robbed from them. Like ours was robbed from us. So we've developed mannerisms and behavior that was inherited from all different elements, mainly the European standard. We all know that. And and I've learned this from reading a lot of books, like a lot of cultures, we don't understand why they do certain things. And we may find that is rude, but realistically it's not rude to them because of their culture. So, With us, we have to start learning how to communicate with each other. And one thing that I think all black people can agree on is we can go from zero to 100 with each other like that. We can misread a text message, body language, tone of voice, and it could go from zero to 60, zero to 100 in a matter of seconds. So the first thing with communication is learning how to talk to each other, not talk at each other. We always talk about not to judge, don't judge each other and and all of this other shit. Yeah, I understand that too, but we also got to call bullshit when it's bullshit, but there's a way of calling bullshit without, without trying to belittle somebody. You know what I'm saying? We have to really try to understand each other. We also got to stop playing the victim. We also, it's, it's crazy how we play the victim until it's time to whoop somebody's ass. 
We are the victim. He hurt me. She hurt me. I don't know what I've been through. But if somebody pressed the right button, you're going to put them through everything that you were ever put through when it comes to them hands. So we, we can't we can't always be the victim. Yes, we are definitely the victim of a lot of shit, oppression. You know, a lot of us came from single parent homes. A lot of us have went through some shit, but we have to take accountability. We have an episode about accountability on the podcast. Go back and listen to it. I can't remember that episode right off rip, but it's it's in the earlier episode in season in episodes of season one of the notion of podcast we have to start taking accountability we understand the things that have been done to us but we have to start holding ourselves accountable just like you hold your children accountable most folks around our, our age have kids and you hold your children accountable to the things that they do if your children lie your children steal your children aren't listening and you have a way of disciplining your children you're holding them accountable well, you got to hold yourself accountable too it, it, that's just the way it goes but like i said dizzy can't have this conversation by itself so there will there'll there will be some more there'll be some more folks probably coming in here in future episodes to to talk about this stuff poe will be here Jelani will probably be here. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely mix it up. But black black men and black women, if you really want to see the change, it, it's within. We can talk. We can talk police reform. We can talk supporting black businesses and, and things like that. But we have to change ourselves. And I'm not talking about changing the way we do things and changing ourselves for them, for everyone else to respect us. I'm talking about changing ourselves so that we can operate and we can be a stronger fist that 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 delivers a harder blow when when we get shaken up by the things that we're that that our culture has been getting hit with. That's what I mean. So we got to stop asking people that don't care about our pain, our plight and the things that we're going through. To help us, we got to be the change. We got to get in different positions to do things. We have to. One of the reasons why I started the Notion podcast is because of media. You know, me and my partners would sit back and we would have real conversations. And this is supposed to be a safe place for real shit, for real conversations. Conversations that people sometimes are afraid to have. And that this is this is what this is about. You know, when you turn on the news, you're going to get the news, but you're going to get the news. However, they want to deliver it. You're not going to get all the parts of the story behind it. I can give different platforms that's going to give you the real information too. If you follow D.L. Hughley, he's forever giving. He posts some hard things to really accept and, and to watch. You want to you wanna see some things that, that, that really will wake you up, black folks? Go look at D.L. Hughley's Instagram. Go follow the Black Detour on Instagram. But that's why, that was a big reason why I started the Notion Podcast with my, with my brothers on this show. It's so that we can talk about some real things yeah, we have a lot of laughs. We talk about a lot of lot of 
real situations at hand, but the the ultimate goal was to to get things out on the table, sort this paperwork out, and get things organized. There's some people out there that don't understand what's going on, so this is a great place to understand what's going on. There's some people that that never thought about, damn, do I need to hold myself accountable? Do I need to learn how to how to respond instead of react? All of these topics that we have, that's why the show was created. It's time to start controlling our own narrative. Who cares what the other platforms are talking about? Let's start creating our own platforms and going off what we could talk about. Some of the, so there's a lot of platforms out there where people are getting on YouTube and people are getting on all of these all of these social media platforms and they're really just spreading gossip. And people got to make a living, I understand. But it's about your mental diet. If you eat chips every single day and you drink soda every single day, you are not getting a six pack. You are getting a two liter. Guaranteed. (laughs) Guaranteed. And that's the same thing with your mental diet. If you are eating a certain way mentally, that is exactly what your life is probably going to reflect, or at least your thoughts. Your thoughts are always going to reflect that. If you're always following drama, you're always looking at drama, you're going to have a tendency to only want to talk about drama. So with our people, keep that in mind. If you want positive things going on in your life, you have to change your diet. You do. So so brothers, if you want if you want a certain type of connection with with women, you have to probably get away from the negative conversations about women or specifically black women. You have to probably share less negative memes about black women. You probably got to have less negative conversations about black women. You probably need to surround yourself with more positive black women, probably understand some of the things that black women go through, but probably start listening to more positive black women. I'm not saying that the black women that go through shit aren't positive, but if you want a positive environment, you probably need to listen to positive things that black women are saying. And the same thing goes for black women. Everything that I just said that black men need to do is the same thing that you have to do. If you're sharing negative things about black men, if you're only talking about the negative things about black men, if you only are intrigued by YouTube videos and conversations and articles about black men, how in the hell are you going to find a good black man? Especially if you're not surround if you're not trying to surround yourself around positive black men as well. They're out there. Just like there are great positive black women, there are great positive black men that are out there. You guys have to do the work. But the most important thing, like I've been saying this whole episode, is it all starts within. You got to start working on yourself. Because if you haven't done the if you haven't done the interior work, nobody's gonna care. Ain't nobody going to pull up and be like, hey, uh, man, I see the potential. We getting older. Nah, people is tired of that potential shit. 
I know a lot of women are tired of that potential shit, but people in general are tired of the potential shit. You got to do the work. Potential ain't cutting it no more. You have to do the work within men and women. You have to check your own attitude. You got to check your own negativity. You have to figure out how to get out of the victim process as far as always putting your your thoughts as you only being the person that is that negative things have only happened to is just being you you've you've the only one that's ever went through shit men and women and those are some first steps that would probably lead to a successful situation most importantly the starting point is talking having some communication and having a respectful dialogue in a respectful exchange where we can just start having the conversation. It is okay to talk about what has been done to you and what you've been through, but do you really want to spend 45 minutes of an hour talking about what you've been through and how you're hurt? Or would you want to spend 15 minutes of talking about that and 45 minutes of talking about solutions and a plan of how you can be so much better and you can get so much more out of your life. It's all in what you want and and, and what you want to get out of it. So I think this could be a good start in having a healthy dialogue and a healthy conversation. I'm going to have some folks on the show, I know that this can go in a positive direction. There's going to be a lot of encouraging and important topics regarding this. But most importantly, what we have to understand is this isn't going to be easy. And this isn't going to be a rainbow and it's going to be all fluffy and, and butterflies and everything like that. There's going to be some hard conversations There's going to be some real ass conversations because like I said, the notion is a safe place for real shit. This is not a safe place for cancel culture. This is not a safe place for politically correct all the time. This is a safe place to really get down and talk about the real problems with us. I'm not focused on the other bullshit. We are not focused on the other bullshit. If you want to focus on that, there are Thousands of platforms for that. But the Notion Podcast is here to talk about these things. So I really do hope that in the future that the black, the wealthy black, the the affluent folks that are really influential will, will take some notes, take some time to look at themselves and how they interact and, and the impact that they may have on the message that they pass on when they're just having a regular conversation on on camera because you never know how it can affect the other side depending on who you're talking about and how it can affect and influence those that are listening. But we got a lot more to come from, from this situation. I really do. I want to get into support versus contributions regarding our culture. I did a video, I want to say a month ago on my Instagram page about support. And I did the, and I looked up the definition. I took a page out of Brother Jelani's book 
about support. And it is a very, it is a very, very interesting definition that I think we, we overlook, but yet we overuse the word. I think we like murder the word, honestly. And I'm going to read it to you. Support. One definition for support, um, verb, bear all or part of the weight of or hold up. Um, Give assistance to, especially financially, enable to function or act. Um, The noun, a thing that bears the weight of something or keeps it upright. And then the second for noun, material assistance. Now, (laughs) that's heavy. No pun intended. That's heavy. The reason why I say that is because in our society, when we talk about our family, when we talk about our friends, when we talk about starting a new business, entrepreneurship, we talk about this word support, support my business, support my friends don't support me, my family don't support me, support black businesses. When you when you think about support, and I remember talking to one of my homies about this, and he was giving me his opinion. He was like, the support thing is overused. When I think about support, I think about child support. I think about, think about financial support. And he went down this list, and I was like, damn. And maybe it's because of us being African-American. We think about the word support and all of these other different avenues, and none of them really sounded too hot when he was breaking it down like that so it, he he got me to see it in a different lens too but what I also got from that was that we're so quick to say support 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 but there's only a few people in your life that really should be supporting you because that is a non-stop job Like you're supposed to support your children. You are supposed to support your wife. You are supposed to support your parents when they're too old and they're no longer able to support themselves or support relatives and family members that you're close to that really, really need the help. Though that's support or maybe even a really, really close friend that you've known your whole life or that you're just really close to and y'all have that type of bond. That's support. Clients, Customers, contributions. Thank you for your contribution. I really appreciate if people would contribute more to a black business if they want more black business and black services. I that's just my preference. You guys continue if you guys want to continue to support thing, that's cool. I just wanted to break down some definitions and just really like zero in on what you on what we have been asking because I've used the word support for so long and then I had a moment where I had to break that down and really think about it and I was thinking who okay I've been been going kind of crazy on the word support and when you really think about it it's a lot that you're really asking and we don't realize that because we're just we're just looking at the word we're just saying the word it's not that we're just out here really telling people you need to do everything but we really are we just don't really understand subconsciously what we're saying but by definition yeah we are we're asking people to do the whole shebang and that's no that's not anybody's responsibility contribution yeah 
from time to time, Nike gets a contribution from me. From time to time, people, I get contributions from people when it comes to LaVar Cole or when it comes to my music. Contributions. Support is something very consistent, extremely consistent. So something to look at as far as support, contributions. I want to get more into that as far as the black businesses go. That's good. I, I have a topic that I want to save for my co-hosts, maybe a guest about black businesses, because I, I think there are some things where we can Im- improve and I think we'll thrive if we work on those things. But this is the start of, I think, a ton of different conversations that I think will go in some amazing directions. I hope I gave some some helpful guidance and some helpful tips on how we can start the process and how we can start weeding out this hypocrisy because I, I really do believe that we mean well when we want to band together when we want to protest and we want to uplift each other and when we want to talk about support but then it's really easy for us to downplay each other shit on each other um and really go against each other where regardless if it's black men versus black men black men versus black women and black women versus black women that's another conversation Kind of ran out of time, didn't really get to get into the black women versus black women, but it's definitely going to be a real conversation. Might even bring some of the ladies back for that. But I hope you enjoyed the message and the information. Please leave comments. Please leave feedback to our listeners, our subscribers. Give the feedback that helps us tackle some topics Maybe some points that we missed that we need to elaborate on that could spread the word and and really help get the conversation going. You've been tuning into the notion. This is your boy Dizzy D Spill. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, peace.